I'm here to talk to you about debunking a modern miracle. The event tagline, I think, is, can you make a difference? Well, I think you can. I'm here to tell you my story about how I helped to debunk a modern-day so-called miracle product, Miracle Mineral Solutions. But first, I'll give you a bit of background to the story. In May of last year, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, an autoimmune disease that affects the digestive tract, primarily in the terminal ileum, the area at the end of the small bowel. The inflammation can cause a number of problems. The main symptom that affected me was fatigue, which started about Christmas of 2009. From there on, it sort of got worse. It took a while to be diagnosed. I started going to the doctors in about January of 2010, and I was having numerous stabs from the blood test needles. Eventually, one day, I started having really bad abdominal pains, and I was taken to hospital and pretty much diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And I had some more diagnostic tests done, but then that was it. I, was, I had Crohn's, Crohn's officially. Being diagnosed with something lifelong at a young age isn't particularly happy or pleasing. It doesn't really fill you with hope for the future, and it did quite screw up with my GCSE exams. I missed out on some of the modular exams that I was going to do last year, some of the science exams. But thankfully, I've done them now. I did them in January, which is good. Another main problem with being diagnosed with something chronic is that it brands you as ripe for the picking by quacks. But anyway, I signed up to a Crohn's disease support forum to look for advice and support about the condition, my diagnosis. You know, people had gone through the same sort of thing. And I was welcomed and I was active for a bit, but then I sort of fade into the background fairly quickly because forums aren't sort of just the sort of thing I do. I, I would visit occasionally to ask questions, see other people's questions. I think one person was, did a blog about the stem cell trial that they were on, which was quite interesting. But I had noticed this one treatment being talked about, Miracle Mineral Solution. At the time, I was more concerned with getting myself well than looking into this. So, yeah, I, I sort of left it. But then, June of last year, I, I started tweeting about homeopathy, and I sort of met Sandra Prow and various of the skeptics through Twitter. And I then realized I should probably take a look into this Miracle Mineral Solution stuff. Yeah, anything claiming to be a miracle, you should probably look into it very skeptically, take it with a large pinch of salt. I Googled it to discover the Miracle Mineral Solution website, which starts, this breakthrough can save your life or the life of a loved one. The answer to AIDS, hepatitis A, B and C, malaria, herpes, most cancers, and many more of mankind's worst diseases have been found. Although in a later interview with Michael Marshall and Haley Stevens for the Rights of Indignation podcast, Jim Humble, the inventor of Miracle Mineral Solution, claimed it could cure anything with the exception of a broken bone. If you're going to cure anything, why not a broken bone as well? Anyway, I read this and thought, if it could cure all these diseases, why have I not heard of it before? And more to the point, why is it not being used on the NHS? Especially if it's so cheap, you know, 20 pounds a bottle. If it can last you a year, as Jim Humble claims, that's dead cheap, but whatever. Anyway, I was more than a little bit skeptical. The next result on Google was a warning from the Food and Drug Administration in America, which read, the US Food and Drug Administration is warning consumers not to take Miracle Mineral Solution, an oral liquid, also known as Miracle Mineral Supplement, or MMS. The product, when used as directed, produces an industrial bleach that can cause serious harm to health. It also said how MMS was a 28% sodium chloride solution. When I read that, I was extremely skeptical and concerned for the people on Crohn's Forum in particular. It was obvious that, as far as I knew, no one else had posted a warning about it. So I went on Crohn's Forum and I started a thread. 
I checked to see if anyone else had posted a warning first, but yeah, I started a thread which said, warning, miracle mineral solution poses a great risk to your health. It produces an industrial bleach when made as suggested, and included a link to the FDA warning. The first response was, wowzer, which I thought was really good, actually. I was, I was quite pleased that someone had actually looked at this and thought, oh, wow, that's not good. But then this, this sort of newfound happiness wasn't to last very long. The second response was from somebody conveniently pointing out that I'd failed to mention the side effects of pharmaceuticals used to treat Crohn's. For example, Remicade, which can cause various lymphomas, including fatal type, and other not so nice side effects like reactivation of tuberculosis. These are rare side effects. You know, it's completely irrelevant to the point that I was making that MMS is a danger. I wasn't talking about pharmaceuticals, I was just talking about MMS. But there, they supported alternative medicine and thought, well, he's attacking my favorite thing, so I'm gonna attack, attack what he's on. And from here, it just sort of went downhill as if it wasn't bad enough. One of the main MMS proponents, Dan Berge, he's, he's really popular on Crohn's Forum, as I later found out, and he used to give out advice about MMS. He appeared on my thread just to say how MMS had worked for him, but that he'd never forced this decision on anyone. He then made some ridiculous points, including chlorine is used in some pharmaceuticals in the molecule, not, not pure chlorine or chlorine dioxide. Then he said, anecdotes are good because you wouldn't go looking for double-blind trials of your car. I thought, there's a big difference there. Cars are safety tested before you buy them, unlike MMS, and I would hope that they're efficacy tested as well. Don't want to buy a dud car. But then I then called him out for giving out some medical advice. I saw a thread that he'd replied to. Um, someone had once, wanted to know if MMS was a good treatment for a sore throat. Dan popped up and he said, oh yes, it's brilliant. Yeah, you should definitely use MMS. And he told them how much to use, etc. And the user then reported back and they said, my throat is extremely raw and painful. Dan, being the medical expert he is, or not, told them, give it some time and see what happens. The symptoms can be a good thing. Finally, the person reported back to say, boy, I hope you're right, Dan. This is starting to become unbearable. It hurts too much to swallow even my own spit. Now, at that point, you'd hope that someone else would step in and say, no, stop this, seriously. You're not meant to be taking advice, medical advice. But no, he was doing a good thing for this person by telling them his anecdote about how MMS had helped him. So that was all fine by those people. You know, it, it's supposed to be a community support forum, not a pretend to be a medical expert and harm those who need real help forum. But because I'd called him out, that was it. I was in for a lynching. At first, Dan told me that I'd falsified this claim, this story about him giving out this medical advice. But then I quoted it all back to him. And then he, then he complained that the posts were taken out of context. The others rushed to his defense. How dare I insult this senior member of Crohn's Forum? I was told that people have differing opinions on medical advice, and that I was judging people's treatment choices, that no one in the thread was wrong, and I was told to stop slandering Dan. I was told to read the terms and conditions of the forum, which state don't accept any medical advice given here, which is a fair thing to say. However, clearly, these people were and Dan was giving out medical advice, which sort of goes against the rule as well. But they'd said this as if it had sort of made what Dan did acceptable and undid him of any wrongdoing. He was a senior member and acting with authority, which to me suggests that he, he was giving off a sense that he knew what he was doing and this person was listening to him. If you're desperate, you will listen to anyone who is speaking with authority. But then 
it started to get a bit nasty. I started receiving some really offensive personal messages on the forum, simply for saying, look, Dan, you shouldn't have done this thing. People will get angry if you question their friends. I was, I was quite shocked at this, though, because, again, it's meant to be a support forum. It turns out it's only a support forum so long as you contribute to the group hug atmosphere of the forum, and you don't question any of the senior members. But eventually, I was banned from the forum. I was banned simply for raising a skeptical point on the forum about a dangerous alternative medicine that had been warned about by a governmental agency. An alternative medicine, I might point out, that has been promoted by some of the senior members on the forum. Perhaps then it's not surprising I was banned. During the whole ordeal, I was posting links to the forum thread on Twitter. My new skeptical friends could see exactly what was happening. But for those who hadn't been following, I decided to record a video summing up everything as it had happened. This attracted quite a lot of attention, and before I knew it, I was adjusting my notes for a blog post called Bleachgate for my new blog. The blog and video started spreading with the help of people like Ben Goldie, Prince Simon Singh. I was interviewed by Dr. Starty for the Pod Delusion and the Skeptics Guide to the Universe hosts for their podcast. It was quite surreal, actually, that all this happened in like the space of a day or two. I put some complaints into Trading Standards, which actually ended up having some pretty big effects about some of the websites that were selling MMS. I also complained to the MHRA, who rather sadly decided not to take up MMS, even though uh, it quite easily fell under their umbrella of things that they regulate. But I didn't let this stop me, and given the amount of support I'd had from people on Twitter and around the internet, it would have been really bad not to have followed all this up. Martin Robbins, journalist for The Guardian, wrote an article about Bleachgate for The Guardian website. He also looked more into the character of Jim Humble, the inventor of Miracle Mineral Solution. Jim first developed Miracle Mineral Solution when mining for gold in South America, where he decided it could cure malaria. Now he's a very different kind of gold miner, you might say. Later on, though, Jim went to Africa with MMS. He went around telling people that he had a health drink that could cure them of malaria, which was rather disturbing, because if you're speaking with authority, then people will listen to you. Um, and clearly, these people were, as I've been reading in his book, The Miracle Mineral Solution for the 21st Century. A couple of days after Martin's article, I noticed an article in a, a Kenyan newspaper called The Daily Nation one of the places Jim had visited. The article warned against MMS as a direct result of Martin's article. The news about the dangers of this pseudo-medicine were getting to the people who really needed it, which for something to happen so quickly, really, it was really pleased because of that. I think I'll give you a bit more of a background on Jim Humble. He's a very curious person. As I mentioned earlier, the Food and Drug Administration in America had released a warning about MMS. This got in the way of him selling MMS and others selling MMS, not only in the US, but all around the world. Jim's response to this, he started a church. Yes, that's right, he started a church, of which he's a bishop, of course. He decided to set up a church to try and work around the issues of legislation and regulation. His logic, well, I'll quote him directly from one of his newsletters. Oh, that's Jim, by the way. That's Jim. He's sitting in a... Um, black sack filled with MMS. I hope he's clothed. Yes, this is his church website. It's Genesis 2 Church, because it's the second coming or something. Something like that. I don't know. Jim's rather odd. But anyway, this is what he said. Look at the Catholics. Their priests have been molesting women and children for centuries, and the governments have not been able to stop it. If handled properly, 
a church can protect us from vaccinations that we don't want, from forced insurance, and from many things that a government might want to use to oppress us. I think Martin put it best when he said, I'll give him some credit. It takes a lot of imagination to look at the Catholic Church's handling of child abuse and see it as a useful example of how to run your own affairs. The church doesn't just stop at trying to sidestep regulation about selling MMS. Jim Humble also holds seminars in the Dominican Republic, where he now resides to avoid prosecution. In these, he trains people to become health ministers. However, given that he thinks acid is produced by burns, and that's what causes pain, that antibiotics will work on viruses, and the human body is similar to a floor in that it can take MMS quite easily, I seriously doubt he has the medical know-how to train people as these wannabe doctors. He also feels no need to follow up on his patients. So long as the person is feeling good the next day, that's all he worries about. This is the sort of thing he is teaching his health ministers in his seminars. One thing Jim always seems to complain about is never having any money to do what he wants, and what others want, including clinical trials. He claims almost every single time he receives no money from the sale of MMS. That's every time he does an interview, sorry. Uh, however, in the Righteous Indignation interview, he claimed he sold over 150,000 copies of his book in Germany alone. So, basing this on the ebook price of $12.95, then you can see that that's already just over $1.9 million that Jim has made in Germany alone. He also sells a physical copy. Now, if he was talking about physical books alone, that's over three, that's nearly $3.3 million. That's clearly enough to do at least a safety trial, I would hope. But no, no, this, this, this is, Jim doesn't get any money, of course. He also has his seminars, which he charges $1.5 to $2,000 to go and do this. And then the people, he takes them to Haiti and the Dominican Republic to go and practice their newfound fake doctorishness. And he also claims that he doesn't receive any money from the sellers of MMS, that he won't receive any money directly from them. But wait, he does. He receives donations from the sellers, including this one. This is MMS Europe, which is one of the first sellers I encountered in the UK. This is just Jim Humble, though. I have to seriously question whether he is just this dodgy old humanitarian that he makes himself out to be, or some slick snake oil salesman in disguise. He, he's intellectually dishonest. He knows he's receiving money from MMS, but lies about it to make him look like a victim. But that's enough about Jim. I'll get back to the story of how I took down his empire. John Dixon, the Cardiff councillor famous for tweeting about stupid Scientology, got in contact with me over Twitter to ask if I want to put a public question to Cardiff County Council about Miracle Mineral Solutions. This is a massive boost against MMS. I put in the public question through email, and a few weeks later I went to listen to the reply. John had told me that if you do this, generally they'll try and act before it comes to the public question. And the very next day, I noticed that there was a warning put out by the Food Standards Agency over here in the UK about it. I was thrilled, and I was then contacted by Cardiff Training Standards, who told me that they were the ones who had passed the complaint onto the FSA, who had then passed the complaint onto the European Commission, who put out a Europe-wide warning against MMS. The good news kept on coming, with the news that some of the really popular MMS sellers had been shut down, um, including MMS Health, which was in Southwark, I believe. And I organized a campaign against that, a letter writing campaign. People signed up on Google Docs, and I think most people sent in a letter about it. 
and I think they all received a letter saying, well, it's okay, we already knew about it. The Food Standards Agency told us about it. Because when the Food Standards Agency put out their warning against it, they collected a list of FMMS sellers and sent complaints about all of them to the relevant training standards authorities. Nine days later, I found the Chief Medical Officer for Wales, Dr. Tony Jewell, had sent letters to doctors across Wales, including my own gastroenterologist, which was a rather amusing conversation. But anyway, the interesting point came at the end, which I shall quote. You should also be aware that MMS has now been the subject of an international alert by the World Health Organization. They're encouraging national authorities to take necessary steps to protect the public from harm associated with this product. It took just two months to get the message from a Crohn's disease so-called support forum to the World Health Organization. I found that quite incredible. Of course, I couldn't have done that without the help of people on Twitter and blogs and those who complained about the sellers, of course, and John Dixon. But anyway, warnings were being put out across the world, including New Zealand, uh, where, sorry, in Vanuatu, one woman had died about this, and there were some sellers shut down in Australia. Other sellers were investigated on TV in New Zealand. But yeah, basically, this was a really big step, a step up for that campaign. Warnings put out across the world. But leaving it to people to go looking for these warnings, sometimes it isn't enough. But thankfully, as a result of the campaigning, I was interviewed by local and national newspapers, and I got to tell people about MMS there and what a danger it is. I was interviewed by local and national radio when the warning was put out. I appeared on a local TV news program, ITV Wales, and finally appeared on BBC's One Show, which made my mother oddly happy as she got to meet Dominic Littlewood. All this goes to show the power of the internet, especially social networking like Twitter. Whilst this campaign is not finished, were it not for the support I received from people on Twitter and everyone else I mentioned earlier, the campaign would never have got off the ground. I hope this shows you that anyone can make a difference, even a 15-year-old boy from Cardiff in his bedroom.